yeah, it's cash. DJ Deuce McGuire, this hot as a log fire Spark the lighter in the 303, we wrestle at the quarry Golden Colorado, Mercury Pro Wrestling Academy Elevated Wrestling, yeah Hashtag follow if you know the motto Can't stop now, got the need for speed Combustion and concussion, championships in my vision I put the key in the ignition Such an easy decision, I got a hustler's ambition Wrestling at its best, welcome to the show I put on for Rocky Mountain Pro, let's go Welcome back to RMP Radio. RMP Radio is on the air. Hi, I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and I am joined once again by Zamore. Zamore, how you doing? I'm doing well. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, great. Uh, so, hey, this is kind of a perfect, uh, funny, interesting time with the current state affairs to have you on to talk about a few things. Uh uh, like we do here on RMP Radio, just kind of talk a little bit more beyond just the the wrestling uh, ring, but uh, some things that have come up uh, that I'd like to talk to you about. And you posted out there on uh, social media, interesting, uh, we're going to talk a little conspiracy theory kind of stuff. And one of your interesting things that we'll start off with is uh, you mentioned uh, out there a, uh, with the uh, stock markets and stuff, like something called a uh, bull trap. What is, what is that uh, for the people that so- may not know? Yeah, so a bull trap is just a false signal. It's a um, it's a declining trend. So you see, like if you look at the stock, you look at the um, you know the the chart of of buy and sell. You'll you'll notice that there's a trend, a downward trend, and it's called a bull trap because traders and investors that um, bought in uh, during because they they thought there was a buy signal uh, because they thought oh the 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 stock's dropping. Uh, it's gonna. If now's the time to buy, then it's gonna shoot up. So they call it a trap because it traps them. It, it gets them to buy in, and then uh, once it, uh, <laughs> once they kind of invest in or buy in, then the signal will generate like a tremendous loss, uh, like what they call a dump, and a, a lot of people that that aren't wise to the trading um, or to those kind of signals will fall trap to it and lose money and uh the bulls will uh acquire that money <laughs> i see yeah so so like um you know maybe the lay people know that uh a, a, for they hear the terms uh bear market bull market and a bear is when you want to sell and a bull is when you want to um purchase is that right correct okay so that's why that term the bull trap kind of sh- uh sh- um is put out there that like you said a false sense of what could actually be happening Correct. So it's this false sense. It makes it look like, oh my God, the the the, the stocks the stocks pumping. It's going up. We got to buy in, you know. And then you got your, uh, uh, you know, they call FOMO, fear of missing out. People start buying in, mm-hmm. and then once it reaches that 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 high point, then it begins to dump, begins to drop, and anyone that bought there at the top got basically trapped, got fooled. I see. And so um, uh, I put that chart out uh, expressing that, saying I noticed there's a bull trap that's that's developing here. Now, either when we reach the end of the descending triangle, um, which is just another indicator that you can make, um, you there's only one or two ways it can go. It can either dump or it can shoot up. Uh, you 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 cross-reference that information with other things like volume and um, and just basically how much movement is going on and and you and I was able to tell that hey 
right now it's going to reach the end of this descending triangle and it's going to dump because there's not enough volume to support it. There's not enough action going on to support that there's going to be uh, that it's going to go upward or as they call go to the moon. Mm -hmm. So um, I predicted that I was going to drop and it did uh, the very next day it dumped. Oh, Uh, yeah. Wow. And and so those are just uh, a, uh, right now, it's pretty predictable signals because, con- considering you know, like the um, the, the 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 now four trillion dollars that are pumped into the economy, um, people are uh, that are in the market or the you know that trade stocks that trade um, um, any type of uh, assets uh, realize that our dollar is going to be worth less after this because the more money you pump into the Mm-hmm. Into the circulation, the, le- the the more it devalues the dollar. Right. So uh, people are, if you look at, for example, the stock of gold right now, it's shooting up <laughs> because everyone's trying to uh, put their money into that. They're trying to put their money into assets that they could uh, uh, not have to worry about losing um, value on. But uh, it, it long long term, though, I don't believe gold is a very um, is going to be something that could be used, especially on global transactions. So the only other option that we have is digital currencies. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, not to say that like there's not any – there's not flaws with them right now. Yeah. But digital currencies are just a value of storage. It's not necessarily like a value of, of like, like currency. Um, but it could be traded as such. But I, I believe that this – pumping all this money into the economy along with the pandemic that's caused – uh, millions of people to lose their jobs, uh, an unprecedented amount of uh, unemployment claims filed within this last month, more than ever in history by times ten. Um, all that I feel is gonna um, is gonna reach a boiling point where uh, maybe we may be facing another Great Depression. We may be facing um, uh, hardship that's gonna force uh, our for example, our central banks, our Federal Reserve, to change, and our government in general, to change up how we, uh, or what we hold value in. So the fiat, fiat currency is, it, it, it's unsustainable because at any point in time, the Fed could just print out and inject more money into the economy. There's nobody to tell them no. There's no rule that will prevent them. There's no limit to how much money they could print out. They could just theoretically print out as much as they want uh, till the end of time, the way the system's built right now. Um, and that's very unsustainable. That that could potentially mean that if this keeps up, then we could be uh, seeing our dollar not much different than how Venezuela is or how you know, Zimbabwe was in the uh, in the 90s, I believe, uh, where you have a thousand dollar bill and that could barely get you a loaf of bread. Uh, and that's that's what we're you know trying to. Uh, Avoid, but with the fiat current fiat system, that's something that's that could be more reality, you know, unless we figure out a new way. <clears throat> right. Yeah, and like you like you said, and I I I'm uh, understanding about the, uh, you know, there's a, there's a certain balance of how much money you want to, you know, try to do relief without doing even further damage to the economy per se. Uh, with, you know, like you said, devaluing the dollar, you know, just here, you know, in the United States, for example. So that's, yeah, that's a, that's a balance. And, and do you think that, too, along with all of this, this, this isn't necessarily uh, a, a certain, you know, one-time thing. Any kind of fear, uh, doubt, and uncertainty kind of raises these kind of economic problems. Do you, do you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely agree. And especially, 
especially any like you said any type of uh, uncertainty any type of fear that gets people really you know really trying to uh, uh, figure out what is valuable to them and uh, what I feel is going to be a problem is is you know there you know you print out four trillion dollars and it's it has to go to these certain sectors you know but um, with that being said you can prop up you can prop up businesses for so long uh, before it's you know they just can't hold their own weight and and that's that's what a lot of people are starting to see is that there's some companies there's some type of businesses that will not make it out of this. As soon as you know, like once this pandemic is over and we start getting things rolling again, there's definitely a lot of companies and a lot of types of businesses that will not survive. But at the same time, there is going to be new type of business, a new type of industry, new type of um, ways of dealing with problems. And and I think we're already starting to see that now that we're kind of uh, you know being made to stay at home. People are looking for alternative ways to uh, continue business. You know. And people are making changes like, you know, I think, you know, for example, like shaking hands is going to be something that we won't do as much anymore as a mm-hmm. culture, as, 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 a, as a whole, you know, or, um, you know, we're going to start seeing more remote uh, type of business, more remote type of schooling. We've had it before, but I think we're going to start really seeing it more as a mainstream option rather than, uh, you know, going to a college, you have to go into a campus. You know, I think from now on, I think it's it's really changed a lot for sure. <clears throat> yeah, and I was gonna, I was actually gonna ask you about that. Uh, what are your thoughts and feelings about what type of businesses um, may not survive this? And then on the other hand, what do you think um, will um, you know e- explode? And and it, along with that, do you think you know? Do you agree with uh, the president and other people that the economy is just gonna skyrocket once this is done because of pent up you know demand? And, you know, people want well, to get out of the house and all that stuff like that. That I mean, <laughs> that that would be true if we all had a bunch of money ready to spend as soon as this is over. Yeah. But that's not going to be the case. And for many people, the, they're going to be flat out broke when this is all over. Uh, they're not going to have anything. Um, so I, I don't think it's going to be a skyrocket. I think it's going to be a slow process, maybe a mm-hmm. slow little climb. Um, but I don't believe that <clears throat> unless the only way that could happen is if there's whales, there's people that have a lot of money that are going to like influence the mar- like influence business and, and get people out there. But for the most part, I think people aren't going to be quick to jump out there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I don't know too many people that have uh, a bunch of money saved up, you know, uh, and I, I know people that have saved a little bit and, and because of the uncertainty of the pandemic, but that can only last so long. And depending on how long this lockdown lasts, you know, I think some people are going to get out of this ready to just get back to work because they need money more so than uh, uh, going out and spending money. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, so they may be playing catch up. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, I understand where, where, where the president and people like that are coming from, but that's, uh, that's assuming that everybody's, you know, saved up and got a bunch of money ready to spend as soon as this is all over, um, which is not the case for most Americans. Right. And, then, uh, and uh, what about the uh, businesses that you think may not survive or and may, um, you know, rise to the occasion? Well, I think we're going to start seeing more rise of businesses uh, like, um, you know, like Ubers, uh, more type of businesses like remote learning, um, 
any type of uh, you know more you're going to start seeing more online uh, based uh, businesses where you could just log into your computer and and do do work that way. I think you'll start uh, as far as essential like type of work like like work that you can't absolutely work without people will still be around like you know construction things like that um, where you absolutely need manpower. But uh, I think for the most part, businesses and industries are going to start to reevaluate just what, how they could continue work without having to have as much human interaction as before. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think this really has um, scared a lot of people because, you know, uh, in our lifetime, we have not experienced anything like this. Right. Um, you haven't seen anything on this level since influenza uh, in 1917. And that um, – and we're still, and we are, we're applying a lot of things we learned from there now, but um, as you could see, what happened during influenza, it changed the world dramatically. Then, mm-hmm. you know, it 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 really, um, you know, we went from horse and carriage and and farmland and everything, and things really exploded right afterwards. You know, um, we, you know, with the advent of the airplane and all these things. Uh, so I think, in my opinion, it's it's going to uh, uh, force innovation. It's going to force people to think outside the box, uh, force industries to think outside the box and figure out new ways of uh, interacting with others. And if they can avoid interaction with others, they will. So I believe like things like uh, augmented reality, uh, VR, things are going to start being more of a mainstream option. So, for example, if you want to have a meeting with clients, you can now throw on a pair of glasses on and you could see them face to face, talk to them face to face almost be in the same room with them without actually having to be so things like that i feel like are going to start be surfacing more as a mainstream option uh rather than uh more human interaction as we were um because i i honestly believe that for many people that, that have never experienced anything like that which is 99 <laughs> percent of people alive today um it will really spark a, a a thought of how can we prevent this from happening again right you know <clears throat> And do you think also uh, this is going to be give a lot of uh, time and to businesses to reevaluate things like, gosh, why weren't we allowing some of our staff to work um, remotely and only having to come to the office maybe you know once a week? And and additionally, do you think that's going to then d- drive demand into um, you know telecommunication type devices? You know, companies like a say like an Avaya and and companies like that that may uh, really explode as well. Yeah, that, I mean that's 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 how it's going to be, and, and and as you can see now, like during this quarantine, uh, businesses are allowing things that weren't allowed before. For example, now you can, um, you know, order margaritas and they'll deliver them right to you. <laughs> things like you know, uh, things like that that I feel like now that we have it, now that they're allowed, like uh, I don't see us going backwards, yeah. and it's really gonna and it and it really maybe op- without this happening, I think it really. Um, companies wouldn't have tried new things you know for example wwe uh they they had a really good reception with uh, the cinematic matches that i feel would have never happened mm-hmm. if they weren't kind of put in that corner to do that uh so uh i try to look at the positive of things and, and you know see how you could turn lemons into lemonade and you know they did a good job with that and you know and then that's how i feel like people it put people in positions where they had to try new things and change things up. And those who can float from it will float. And those who couldn't adapt will sink. And, uh, there's a lot of businesses that like, 
you know, I don't think the bar industry, restaurant industries are going away anytime soon. But I think they're gonna ch- they're gonna start to look at like other options. Like now, hey, we can deliver drinks to you, or you know, now we don't have to be as um, as a crowd based kind of environment. Mm-hmm. We can we can find other ways where we're not you know having so many people in one spot. But um, Another thought I had is, uh, you know, as soon as this is over, many people are also going to be like, oh, thank God it's over. We don't have to quarantine anymore. So the, you, you'll start seeing a lot more, you know, concerts, get togethers. I'm sure like wrestling is really going to explode in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I think business that involves crowds will explode because people want that. People want to go to concerts. People want, you know, like they miss all that stuff. And I don't think we, we will ever find a replacement for that. Um so uh, with that, yeah, I think like any type of business that involves having an audience will explode <laughs> as soon as this is over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, so uh, let's uh, uh, we can uh, transition from there to uh, let's talk uh, the conspiracy part of this. So there's a lot of conspiracies out there. What this is, why this is exactly happening, and uh, the first one out there is um, the uh, introduction of five uh, G. Uh, cellular networks. Uh, what are your thoughts about that being the reason this that this is happening? Well, or may, or may not be happening. <laughs> if you want to argue both sides, the, the concern about the concern about five G is that it has it it generates tremendous amount of radiation that that could damage the body, lead to cancer, things like that. Um. The, so that's like the biggest concern about it, that with every amplification of radio waves, uh, it can't be good for the, you know, for the, for the body. We've already proven that, um, that even, even 4G, 3G affected, affected our bodies to a certain degree. Any type of, uh, cellular, uh, radiation affects the body. Wi-Fi affects, you know, gives off radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, they, you know companies work like they know the spectrum like how high something how intense a radio wave can be before it actually affects the human body so they try to keep it within the uh, below that right you know that threshold uh with 5g though it's um uh because it's so such a powerful connection uh they can't keep it under that threshold of uh you know the safety limit i guess uh and that's the biggest concern that people have is um you know, people when people start seeing uh, these 5G towers being put up, and the people putting them up are in radi- like heavy radiation suits, you start to wonder like, how safe is this actually? Mm-hmm. You know, and so uh, I don't have a very like my my view on it is not very like sinister. Like I don't think it comes from a sinister like uh, uh, origin. Like oh, we're gonna put 5G to to give people cancer things like that. No, I just think that you know when we have a new 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 type of technology like this we don't really necessarily think too much about the uh the effects of it you know and so um we you know we put the stuff out there and then we we worry about like what it does afterwards you know uh and because in order to in in order to test 5g or any of these connections you gotta you have to put them up there you gotta set up the infrastructure and you gotta and you gotta turn it on so we don't actually know uh, 100% other than what we're basing off of what like Wi-Fi and 4G did. Uh, and, and since 4G, you know, uh, when it first was put out, it gave off some radiation that gave some people cancer that were putting up the radio towers. One only assumed 
that 5G was going to be that that much worse, 10 times worse since the connection is 10 times more powerful. Right, yeah, and um, and if I if I was looking and reading things correctly, uh, 5G, they say they can uh, turn it up to, was it 60 megahertz on that type of frequency, and that was kind of the concern, was that? Was I in my numbers right or? Yeah, yeah, sixty megahertz, which is like past the. Um, so uh, um, I believe that I forget how much what like we're supposed to stay under, mm-hmm. but sixty for sure is really really high for being around a type of uh, 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 like radio or being around radio frequencies that much. Five, uh, sixty hertz for sure is damaging to the body. Mm-hmm. It can uh, lead to cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and you know, honestly, in uh, where I live, um, they actually put up a new cell phone tower, um, uh, and I went over to it uh, with all this going on. Looked at it. Sure enough, it's got an AT and T um, sticker on it. Got a sign off by the uh, county saying uh, it's okay to get this thing hooked up, and that was back in November of 2019, which some you know some of this was starting to happen with this pandemic. Um, but I, on the the logical side of me was like my cell phone signals once I uh, stepped out of my house was so poor that uh, my Wi-Fi was so much better on my phone that I just used Wi-Fi calling when I was at home. So I was just like, oh, okay, it's probably just because they see that this is you know a bad area, and I think mainly because I live close to a fire station as well. So there could be some crossover interference with their communication systems. So it was just kind of kind of you know kind of you know thinking you know both sides of the story for myself i was like oh god is this is this really happening but you know i've been fine beyond you know the right now to the typical seasonal allergies that i have with ragweed and stuff so but uh yeah <laughs> yeah and, and like that's the thing about like uh any type of like wireless communication or wireless connection is we we do have to consider the the radiation it puts off yeah. now granted it's not at levels that you know people are like should be too worried about it but with 5g it's putting out a tremendous amount of uh uh power that it is concerned i understand how it is concerning i understand why certain uh, governments uh countries are petitioning to not have them put up uh because um we have to like understand the technology first. Like we, we're just kind of uh, stacking what we know from the past. Like we're taking 4G and we're amplifying its 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 power, and uh, and and so that's with 5G. My my opinion is that it's 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 a good thing that it that it became a concern and it and it and it's became a worry for so many people because it's gonna it's going to have to figure out a new way like if we're gonna if we're gonna want faster wireless speeds we're gonna have to figure out a new way that's not just like pumping tremendous amount of electromagnetic uh energy into the atmosphere or into our lives you know um because i mean putting up a phone putting up a phone to your face even to talk still still does something it's just not something that you'll notice i guess in your life you know too too much you won't experience like brain damage from it but it's still putting radio waves through your brain right so. yeah and and the, and the selling point for 5g um just like with 3g 4g is just faster connectivity like to our <laughs> devices and they're um sometimes they're they're selling it to like you know instant connection you know you do something and it's basically done as soon as you get done pushing that button on your 
on your cell phone and things like that. Is that is that what you you're hearing too? Uh, yeah, selling this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I hear the same thing. Yeah. Uh, that they're they're trying to limit and minimize how much um, exposure you have to it. Right. Yeah. So your um. So kind of your final thought of you know could this be the reason why we're having this uh, pandemic? I mean, you know, we've also got the you know the the disproof of you know this this pandemic is happening in places also that there aren't any 5g, uh, you know, antennas, uh, put up. Yeah. So I don't like, I don't think that the, the pandemic or COVID-19 has any direct correlation with 5g, uh, whatsoever. Um, uh, I, you know, especially, I mean, 5g is already, they, they started putting towers up last year, you know, they, they, and I don't believe that, um, while, while I do believe that radio frequencies, can be used as a weapon because the military has made made those like for example anti-raid or anti uh uh gathering microwaves they shoot them in a crowd and it cause the crowd to disperse mm-hmm. things like that i do believe you know are a thing i don't believe that they you know put up 5g and then all of a sudden people start getting sick you know all of a sudden people start getting uh you know covid19 you know i don't think that there's any correlation with that i think that maybe putting out Tremendous amount of radio frequencies out in the in the air uh, may, you know, affect our body. Sure, it may may even lower lower our ability to defend against things uh, being flooded with that kind of stuff. But um, with with that, I don't believe that there's any correlation at all with COVID and uh, 5G. Right. You know, and then um, I, you know, there's the fabled story of the reason why we have uh, microwaves in our lives now is because there was a uh, you know, a uh, satellite technician went on to service a uh, a dish antenna at one time, and he had a candy bar in his pocket, and it got melted. And they figured out, oh, that's because there's microwaves happening. And so they, you know, went on a tangent and, you know, saw that we could reheat food with uh, microwaves, and hence microwave ovens are invented. So kind of yeah. interesting how things kind of things, uh, things happen, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. Like a lot of our discoveries came from discovering it, you know, came from accidental like discovery, you know. Uh, so and that's kind of pl- goes with what today, like we're throwing a lot of things out, you know, and seeing what sticks. And there's a lot of new technologies that we've figured out that we still we, we understand how to make. For example, we understand how to turn on the car and drive it, but we don't understand how it drives, what goes under the hood. And so there's a lot of technologies like that where we figure it out. We, 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 we come close to, to, to figuring out how this technology works, but we still don't understand all the side effects or all the, all the things that this technology can do. Um, and so uh, with 5G, that's another thing. Like we, we understand radio waves, we understand microwaves, uh, but we still haven't really fully tested what those things can do to the body other than, you know, <laughs> uh, accidental exposure and things like that. Yeah. All right. Well then, so on the, uh, second part of the conspiracy theory about what, uh, happened here is that this was a, uh, biological weapon or a, uh, the virus was being uh, studied at a uh, research lab uh, in in you know in China uh, that it uh, somehow escaped the research lab and uh, made it out into the public. Uh, what is your thoughts about that? Well, I wouldn't be shocked or surprised that that's a, that 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 could be a possibility. I, I'm not 100 percent 
uh, believing that that's the case. Uh, I like to um, kind of dig further, but because, for example, China isn't giving is giving us disinformation as far as their numbers and um, and who's infected and things like that. It's hard to really tell, uh, you know, what's going on and what information to trust. Uh, but um, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised because uh, if you've heard that even here in the United States we have a, a facility. Uh, you know, that we had in Plum Island that I think now um, transferred over to Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, and it was the uh, the Center for Disease and, uh, Control things. I forget the full name of it. Mm-hmm. But they were responsible in the 1980s or not responsible, but it was theory that uh, that Lyme's disease came from them because uh, at the time they were in Plum Island. Uh, people started getting Lyme's disease. Uh, it was only happening around that area, and then it spread from there. And then, as well as they were, people were finding things washing up on shore from that island that looked like, you know, experiments of sort. Like people were like experimenting on people, uh, and 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 so I don't, I don't, I don't doubt that there's every government has their own facility like that, their own study that where they're studying things and they create. Uh, 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 diseases because uh, you know the United States's motto is we can't cure something unless we you know figure it out unless we find it first. So their idea is you got to create the you have to create the virus and create the disease first to have the to be able to c- conquer it. Uh, so uh, when when people say things like that, it makes me believe that hey the you know creating a, a virus as a bioweapon is a possibility because people have thought of it. People have said, hey, what if we do this and we spread it? And, um, uh, but I don't think that at this, at this time, I don't believe that COVID-19 was a bioweapon because that could easily have been said about SARS, uh, uh, which is COVID-2 or something like that. That could have been easily said about uh, the swine flu, the bird flu, mm-hmm. uh, and, and any past disease that we had in the last 15 years. Right, yeah. <sighs> And, uh, you know, they did, uh, you know, you, you talk about that. They did a pretty good uh, containment of SARS because that never came to, you know, full, you know, pandemic. Uh, you know, it pretty much stayed where it was. But, um, you know, additionally, you know, um, you know, a lot of times people, you know, may or may not realize that, uh, you know, a good majority of uh, people in China smoke. And that could be part of the reason why it does hit them uh fairly um difficult you know you know hit them very hard so that's it's very interesting to you know when they think about that and people have to look at these numbers and like you said the numbers in china we never know if they're (laughs) they're correct and there's the conspiracy that you know the who is china friendly you know and that's why trump is kind of really digging at them (laughs) about the funding and stuff like that because, uh, you know, the United States does give them a lot of funding and he's threatening yep. to, to do and what he, he wants to do on them. And here's my thought. Sure. Let's say let's say that, that COVID was created as a bioweapon and we find out that, that China did it. What is what 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 is going to be the repercussions of that? You know, that is going to, that is going to severely affect the entire planet. Um to be able to not only charge or accuse somebody of that, but then charge them of it uh, on a global like uh, in the global stage, I think there would be some major ramifications for uh, for something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only will it would it would 
it would definitely, uh, you know, distrust China permanently and put them, make them the black sheep. But then people will start to wonder what other countries are doing this. Mm. They can't be only China. You know, it can't be only uh, one country uh, experimenting with this kind of stuff, uh, you know, because, you know, every country has spies. Every country has interaction. And so what one country knows, the other country knows as well. <laughs> you know, intelligence agency knows, you know, they, they, they make it known that like everybody watches everybody and so if that that's going to punch a major hole in every government around the world if if we come to find out that there is a nefarious uh a government out there a nefarious scheme to, to try to uh, you know spread a virus and kill off people <clears throat> yeah so i i don't like to think on that level because um, many people don't understand the the like the ramifications of if that were to be a thing that 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 would potentially lead to a, a world war that we wouldn't ever be that we may never recover from. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. There's you know we know that there's uh you know for example biological warfare in some of those you know type of countries that uh, you know don't necessarily. Uh, worry about that too much because they're you know turning it on their enemies per se mm-hmm. um so that's yeah so I, I i totally hear what you say there um so what about the uh third major conspiracy that this uh came from a uh what's called a uh, wet market and possibly from a bat um that got um that uh you know they you know part of it too is that they think that the bat may be hit um uh, you know, because bats sometimes have these type of coronaviruses, and of course, bats are mammals just like us. But it, it then there was a transfer animal, such as a, uh, if I get this correct, uh, a, a pangolin. Um, that you know is an exotic animal. It's the only, I think, it's the only animal that uh, mammal that has uh, scales. And mm-hmm. these wet markets, you know, do have exotic animals, and you know, these wet markets are not very good when it comes to hygiene. They got animals stocked stacked upon animals and that kind of stuff what are your what are your thoughts about that this possibly came from a, a wet market that uh, China is kind of known for too um, I mean while it could be a possibility um, that's the reason that that's the theory on why here in America uh, the medical um, uh, 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 professionals were not quick to uh, view it as a concern when they first heard wind of it uh, back in January uh, or even December, I believe. Uh, they weren't so concerned because uh, China was uh, telling them that the spread came from animal to human and that the sp- that it, because of that, it was a very ineffective transfer. Mm. And so that's why the medical professionals here were not too concerned because they felt, okay, it's going to be something similar like swine or bird flu where uh, while people can still get inf- infected, it could be contained because the spread won't be that uh, um, easy because when it comes to animal to human uh, transfer, it's not that easy and it's something that could be uh, fairly contained. So th- that's why I believe uh, – um, you know, peer professionals were were in January telling us it's not something to be alarmed about, and then a month later they 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 kind of went back on their word because they found out that um, that this is not a 
a similar case like swine flu or blue flu. This is something that could easily be transferred uh, through the air because it's a lung. It attacks the lungs, and it could just easily be breathed in and transfer among humans. And uh, but they, that was that disinformation that um, that uh, made that could have been could have prevented more uh deaths that could have prevented more hospitalizations had we uh taken it seriously from then instead of a month ago uh, but with uh the bat thing uh back in november and december there was a big uh online craze called hashtag eat bats that was coming out of uh china and i think they were doing it on tiktok or um instagram or somewhere like that uh but there was a hashtag craze that was that was going around called eat bats and so for for a few months people were eating bats and posting in the you know the hashtag online and so that you know i could that that that's why you know uh, a lot of people believe that you know it came from eating bats because <laughs> right. there was a big fad a big craze going on in around november december uh, concerning that in china yeah, and um, they this um, this tradition of eating exotic animals, uh, from my understanding, it's more it's it's typically a more older generation in in China that's doing it. The the newer generation, the younger people, are not necessarily doing that. So this uh, tradition may start um, uh, coming to an end, or you know, I hate to use the phrase dying out. Uh, is that is that kind of what you're hearing that, too? That is correct. The 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 younger uh, Chinese population uh, uh, isn't as, um, I guess, uh, into all these like eating exotic animals or eating all uh, these exotic foods as as people once were, yeah. because uh, you know long ago, previous generations, it was a common thing to do. Uh, you have to understand that you know when China was going through their um, their uh, their rule or with their dictatorship in the 1950s and 60s, uh, uh, there was a big famine. And, and and people would just eat whatever they can find, you know, whatever they can get their hands on, because the government controlled your your rice paddy, controlled everything. Uh, so in Southeast Asia, uh, like Vietnam, same with um, Philippines, even China, people ate what they could, and it became a kind of almost like a dish, a staple of of, of the country when when it was all said and done. It's kind of like how um, you know soul food, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, we comes from you know like the leftovers of things people didn't want to eat, but they turned it into a food you know that could be ate. So, uh, but I've, since that was like a product of its time, that's why I feel it's that tra- those traditions are dying out. Nobody's interested in eating these things unless it's for like a <laughs> um, it, not not to eat just to eat it. But the only time I see people eat exotic foods is when they're trying to like do something different. For this, for the sake that it's an exotic food, not for the sake of eating it. Right. Yes. Yeah. So basically, since uh, the the food industry is you know now being more industrialized and uh, streamlined and big farms and you know company owned company owned farms and things like that, you know we're able to feed the world per se. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, with th- that, with like the whole blockchain technology, which I'm watching it being applied in China, is uh, now they're able to track where food and products come from all the way to its source. So you know what you're getting if you're ordering it from that place. You'll know that it's not like bootlegged because that's the big, and you know, bootleg knockoff products. That's what China is known for. You could take any product you don't understand. You could send it out to China and they'll reverse engineer it for you. Oh. You know, um, 
Yeah, they, <laughs> they did that a lot in the in the cannabis industry when I was involved in it. Oh, I um, see. with uh, with the vape pens and things like that. Um, uh, so yeah, like China is is huge on like you know you can bootleg anything, you can make anything. There's no like copyright laws. There's no laws that prevent you yeah. from making anything like taking somebody else's idea uh so but with that being said i think when once blockchain is really fully implemented it's gonna allow companies to know like hey this product came from me here's the the serial number on it like it, it could be tracked all the way through its delivery process and you know what you're getting it's you you know that somewhere ha you know along the line you won't get your product switched out which is another thing i i heard a lot about especially when i was in vietnam is that uh, people sometimes the government or whoever will go through your stuff, mm. and if they see something that they like, they'll either take it or they'll replace it with something that looks like it, but it's a knockoff. You know, so if you have like an iPhone, they'll they'll replace they'll swap yours out with a fake iPhone or something like that. Yeah, they'll inter you know? intercept it basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and then so those those kind of problems I feel are gonna start to become a thing of the past once they really fully implement blockchain, because then you won't be able to lie about or manipulate where this stuff is coming from. Oh, that's that's uh, yeah. Very, very interesting. So um, let's uh, maybe kind of start uh, wrapping this up maybe on some, uh, um, you know, quote unquote, a little bit more positive thoughts about this uh, pandemic. Uh, They're starting to think that possibly uh, that after this uh, breakout started happening and things got uh, started getting locked down and tightened that uh, actually the uh, the infection started uh, actually uh, spreading from China to Europe and then to the United States and other parts of the country do you kind of uh believe that that could possibly be uh what happened and why we were kind of slow to react to that yeah i think that was a possibility and the thing is that i i, I always keep in mind is that uh see how um the spanish or you know the spanish influenza spread in the, in the early 1900s before we even really had the mass transit that we have today the mass travel that we have today yeah. people didn't really travel much then and it spread from america to europe and, and, then, and, and then back and then back yeah. yeah and 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 so with that being said i th it was it only made sense that hey uh it maybe would have taken some time to reach here but it was eventually going to reach here with the amount of uh travel and the amount of interaction that humans have nowadays um and the other worry that i'm keeping in mind of is um you know just like influenza it came in the spring like mm -hmm. it like kind of covid is here now uh it, it it did its damage then then it seemed to have gone away during the summer but then it came back 10 times worse in winter uh during flu season so that's kind of the race right now that uh, yeah. uh medical professionals are, are trying to do if we can find a vaccine by before the, the next flu season then we should have this under control but if we don't then it, it it's it's pretty worrisome because we're so we're such a small world now compared to then um, that it's going to be impossible to uh, to function as a planet these days without having to interact with each other. So I'm hoping that we, we get this taken care of. And we are. I, I, from the looks of it, people are working day in, day out, 24 hours a day, maybe an hour or two of sleep, which I worry for that even. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah you, you, you need to get some well, rest. But, <laughs> but, but did, <clears throat> well, didn't uh, Einstein claim that he only uh, slept like an hour a day? 
Yes, true. That's why. Yeah, and and I hear it from a lot of like uh, I would hear it from this guru who said that in reality, if you have a healthy, strong body, you only you don't need more than four hours of sleep. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> so, so or, I like to believe that. <laughs> yeah, or 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 some medical professionals probably maybe four and a half because that's uh, they say that your RAM cycle resets around ninety minutes or so. Yeah. So four and a half hours, probably. That's why I always people always say you know eight hours of sleep. I said no, probably about seven and a half or nine, depending on you know how you, when you can get to bed. Because you know I don't know about you, but sometimes if I only get like say, you know say like five hours of sleep or so, I'm like something it just feels off. But if I get like you know six or seven and a half, then I feel so much better. Yeah, I could agree with that. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, I've experienced that too. Like. <laughs> And I used to wonder, like, why does this extra 30 minute or extra hour matter so much? But but it's true. You know, when you look at it down, you know, when you break it down scientifically and know that, like, you know, REM yeah. takes 90 minutes for it to reset. It, it makes total sense. Right. You know, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. You know, people are working 24 hours a day to try to figure this out. And we're coming close. I think they said that we're really coming close to an antibody test. Uh, so that gives me good sign that um soon will a uh, vaccines around the corner and uh we got a few months to kind of really figure this out because uh we're we're all doing our part as people we're you know uh, uh, very surprised with how well we uh we are cooperating mm -hmm. as far as the stay-at-home rules so we're all doing our part here um and and now we're just gonna have to you know uh wait for them to do theirs you know which yeah. I, i'm very full of hopeful for like this isn't just us here in america working on this it's all around the world because this affected the entire planet so i know that the entire planet is communicating with each other as far as progression you know figuring this out yeah and then what about um too that and i, I don't know if i've even heard uh this was on a podcast i listened to and i asked uh one of my doctor friends uh she's actually uh uh, a doctor uh, uh, chiropractic, but she's very uh, knowledgeable and researches a lot of stuff when it comes to vaccines and things of that nature. But there's been talk about that possibly that this virus is the more deadly it is, it's actually less transmiss transmissible, and the the more transmissible is the uh, less deadly uh, version of the virus. So they think there's maybe one or two or possibly multiple versions of this this strain per se have you heard any of this particular theory uh i have heard about that and uh and it makes total sense because um uh normally there's there's not just one strain of things right it's 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 different types of strains and it, it does make sense that like the uh, you know the more deadly something becomes is usually the more specific it becomes to the way it attacks your body uh, and so that being said, it, it's less, um, you know, it, it, it makes it, it allows, so there's like, uh, because it's more specific of how it attacks a body, it, it's harder for, for it to spread in that sense. But when you have one that's, uh, you know, it, it's more like a common one, like a common flu anyone can get it. It's not quite as deadly because your body has, uh, it's not as specific in the way that it goes into your body. And so your body is able to come up with uh, a way to attack it. And, uh, we've, we've, uh, it's just another variant of, of a flu, you know, it's just more evolved strain of a flu. So we're not too far off from like understanding how it works. Uh, but we, like your, your friend was right. There's, there's, there's multiple strains and they uh 
but we can't really figure uh, identify them until we we, we really recognize uh, how how they're entering the body and how they're affecting the body. Because right now there's there's been cases too that I've been hearing where um, uh, people think it's uh, you know they they had a hard time identifying whether it's for sure COVID nineteen or just a regular flu. And, uh, and that's because I felt there was multiple strains of it, and we were only really looking at COVID-19 and not really looking at these other uh, possibility strains that, that are also out there. Right. Yeah. All right. So uh, so uh, to, to kind of maybe uh, wrap uh, and summarize this all up, uh, your, your, your thoughts about – uh, you know, what the best things for, you know, maybe everybody to, to do, you know, just in, to implement everything we're doing now. Yeah. I mean, uh, we came up with quarantining and social distancing back during the influenza and it worked is still working today. As you can see, uh, where are the, the total deaths that, that they predicted are not nearly as high as how uh, we thought they would be. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, these old, methods like washing your hands staying hygienic keeping distance they still work because that's how these this virus spreads it spreads from getting close to somebody you cough it goes in the air you can breathe it in and so the more we practice uh you know staying distant and practice good hygiene methods like that then um we, we we're doing our part you know uh, there's really nothing else i could think of that 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 would be that would replace that you know even I would tell people like wearing a mask does not uh, substitute for just coughing into it and and using it as the catch of your you know, <laughs> of of your spit. Yeah. You should still like replace it every time like you can. Um, try not to cough into it. Um, if you are sick, especially try not to go out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not a medical professional, but these are just common sense things that you know we just gotta uh, do our part, stay distant, and uh, uh, until we go over that curve that the, you know the medical professionals say we've we've gone over it. We could, we're now starting to see a decrease, and then we could start uh, uh, move you know going forward from there. Right. Yeah. And speaking of uh, awesome, speaking of uh, going uh, forward, uh, you know, we would be amiss if we didn't talk. Uh, a little bit wrestling. So before I do let you go, um, people wanted to, uh, you know, once we get back into the wrestling thing, uh, tell the people where they could uh, catch you, what promotions uh, that uh, they could see you, you know, maybe currently and um, maybe in the future. Well, uh, once this once all blows over and we start hitting the ring again, you can definitely find me back at Rocky Mountain Pro. Um, I'm looking to expand uh, my horizons and hopefully reach out to maybe Devotion Pro Wrestling in Utah. Um, uh, I've got to wrestle for them once uh, a couple times in the past. I'm hoping to go back. Uh, I'm also looking to reach out to other promotions here uh, locally in Colorado. Uh, so once this is all over, I'm definitely going to reach out uh, to, you know, down to Colorado Springs area. I'm going to reach out to other promotions within the, the city of Denver and, and, and try to expand my um, uh, my resume here in the state. Yeah. All right. Well, then also in the uh, meantime, maybe they want to uh, uh, pick your brain like I did here uh, on uh, the social media. So where they could they do that? Well, if they ever wanted to find me, they could always uh, contact me via Facebook. Uh, uh, on Facebook, it's uh, Jumbo. Uh, they, it's facebook.com forward slash RMP Jumbo. They could message me there. I respond to any message. They could also find me on Twitter um, at, uh, at uh, Jumbo underscore RMP. 
and as well as on Instagram, which is uh, Jembo R- underscore RMP as well. Awesome. All right. Well, once again, I appreciate you uh, coming on to this edition of uh, RMP Radio, and uh, we'll I'll definitely be seeing you uh, in the future once we're done with all this. Sounds great, Artie. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Once again, a big thank you to Zamore, a.k.a. Jumbo Zamore. I just have a little time still trying to uh, get used to the the name change. Just means that we need to get more uh, wrestling back out there once all this uh, current state of affairs and situation is all over. All right, so uh, like we do here on uh, RMP Radio, before we get out of here, uh, let's pay some bills like they used to say back in the day, which is very important. Uh, if you want to get some uh, merchandise from your uh, favorite uh, Rocky Mountain Pro uh, superstars, uh, do a couple things. We have a uh, merch store over at uh, rmprestling.com. Click on the merchandise link. Or if you're in your Amazon uh, search bar or in the Amazon app, search for Rocky Mountain Pro. Uh, additionally, uh, reach out to your favorite uh, Rocky Mountain Pro superstars. Uh, in this time, they a lot of them have been setting up some Pro Wrestling Tees website, as Rocky Mountain Pro also has one too. So if you want to get your uh, Rocky Mountain Pro uh, shirt, I believe also there is a... Uh, vintage classic uh, Left Coast Gorillas shirt up there probably as well as a Mercury uh, Yaden classic shirt so those are available as well alright so uh, want to watch us uh, since we don't have any current events happening uh, they are doing the Rocky Mountain Pro uh, Rewind on twitch.tv slash Rocky Mountain Pro uh, you can see all the episodes uh, that have been um, polished and uploaded so far on uh, Fight TV uh, Impact Plus TV as well as Fight Network UK and uh, youtube.com slash Rocky Mountain Pro and uh, also on uh, now on right now tv streaming so uh go to uh right now tv's uh website or their facebook and check to see if uh you have a local channel in your area or you can stream i believe on their facebook page as well as their uh roku app uh want to follow us uh in the meantime everything does stem from the website at rmprestling.com and on the social media, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Instagram, all of the name of the Rocky MTN Pro. And let me phonetically spell that once again for you. That is the Rocky Mike Tango November Pro. And I want to thank you all for listening to this edition of RMP Radio, where pro wrestling is elevated. We'll be